being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. The Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for uh, listening today, by the way. We appreciate it very much. Don't forget, next Saturday we will be out on remote at the new Napa store at 8237 South Holly. We'll be broadcasting live there, so you're welcome to come by and say hi, and we'd appreciate you doing so. Ken, you had a little announcement you wanted to make as well. Yeah, so I had a, this a couple weeks ago, actually, I had a customer, or customer, or uh, radio listener that listens to your show during the week and, and drive radio, of course. And nice. He called up the shop, and his name is Gilbert, and he called up and asked for some estimates for me. And, you know, electronics sometimes just... We, Don't want to work, You know, when, when, the, <laughs> when the phones go down and all the Internet goes down, I lose a lot, and I lost his, uh, lost his phone number information, but I had enough written down I could get the estimates, but... I couldn't call him back. So um, anyway, so or I didn't have his phone number anyway, but I had his name and his vehicles. Okay. So I got so his Gilbert, estimates. If you're listening, he's got you all fixed up. That's right. Either call me at the shop Monday. I do apologize, but yeah, couldn't get back with you. I do apologize. Somebody texted in also and said, "How how about if we just all start using blinkers?" <laughs> That's already a law, I think. But yeah, it's pretty sure it's a law. If uh, if only they'd use them. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, most, to, to give credit to most drivers, most do, although there's still some times where it's like, and it never fails. Now, this is from, maybe this is just me, but it never fails. It's like, okay, you're waiting to turn out of a lot, street, whatever the case may be, and you know the car coming at you, and you're thinking, okay, you're slowing down. Are you turning or not? There's no blinker, no nothing, but you don't dare turn out. Because if you do, you're going to get, you know, T-boned. If, yeah. And it never fails. About the time the guy's to the corner, he just turns, yeah. no turn signal, and you're like, I could have turned had you yeah, right. had your turn signal on, you bozo. <laughs> or they knucklehead. turn on five feet before they get that's there. That's like, come yeah. on, people. Yeah, right. yeah. Let me know what you're doing. That's what those yeah. things are there for. Yeah. Communication, that's, uh, that's Key. an easy way. Yeah. Well, that's exactly. and that's what turn signals do. They communicate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Turn signals, brake lights, those sorts of things communicate. Right. So, anyways, totally. question of the day. If you had any one single driving law across the nation, what rule would you make mandatory on the road? So a lot of you probably saw this last week. There was an article in Fox Business about a gentleman up in Canada that was literally forced to ditch his Ford Lightning, which is an EV, during a road trip to Chicago. He, in his own words, calls the Lightning the biggest scam of modern times. Now, I read the entire article, and he's got a lot of great points. And essentially what happened was, you know, he decided to buy an electric truck. He then, and this is not the truck's fault. This is one of these, this is part of the article that I'm 
not so in favor of. He had a little accident and had to get the front bumper fixed, and he complained that that took six months to get the bumper fixed and so on. Well, okay, bozo, you bought a Lightning. It's a very, very, very new vehicle with not a lot of them on the road and not a lot of production. So if you're going to buy that kind of vehicle and you have any kind of an accident, plan on a wait time is my point. I mean, sure. I'm I'm sorry, but that's not all Ford's fault on that end of things. Right. Well, and, and some of that, too, is all the body shops I know, they're They're, they're, they're two, three months out. Correct. I mean, Correct. That's, so just, that's not all the right, truck's exactly. fault. So no, that, yeah. That's the first thing I want to start with. So yeah. he, he has that issue, and he's probably got a little bad taste in his mouth already. Sure. Well, then he decides to go on a road trip, which you're going on a road trip in an EV. You probably should think that one out a little more, yeah. but in his defense, and this is really what the article's talking about, in his defense, it's sold as, hey, take it anywhere, go anywhere, charge it, you're good to go. So in his defense, Ford is selling it as a replacement to a ICE engine, you know, internal combustion engine vehicle. And really, that's what this article is really kind of gets to when it gets to the end is, are the manufacturers giving the right information and all of what a customer needs prior to actually, you know, actually buying said vehicle. In in that part of the article, I would agree with because my gut feeling is no, they're not. They're they're overselling, so they're over promising and yet under delivering on the vehicle they're actually selling in the end. That's my opinion, especially of some of the trucks, the lightning. You know some of these types of vehicles, just infrastructure, charging wise, the it's charging not there yet. Like and that. the, the yeah. manufacturers and the government want you to think it is. It's not. Yeah, it's not. So in a way, yes, they are, in my opinion, overselling these particular vehicles. And then when something like this happens, and this gentleman gets out and he goes to make a road trip in it and realizes this isn't all cracked up to be what it was supposed to be, he then goes out. There's a news article. He complains and. Yeah, and it's now a problem. So, anyways, Perry and Aurora, you're next. Go ahead, Perry. Hi, guys. How hey, you Perry. doing, sir? Hi, Ken. Hey. Hi, Ken. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. How about yourself? Well, getting better day by day. Well, that's a good sign. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, fingers crossed. Right. Hold my breath. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to. Um, uh, well, first, I wanted to thank you for uh, uh, fixing my car there. <laughs> Um, Glad to get it done. Yeah, definitely. Get you back on the road with no fires under the hood. That's that's the best oh, way God. to be. <laughs> <laughs> that was scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want but um, yeah, I'll be in, like I said, for the end of the month for a EPR and oil change. But, uh, yeah, like I was telling you about that road noise on the front driver's wheel, you said it might be a wheel bearing. Uh-huh. And you can tell... By looking at it visually, not. Said, I think you said you want you wanted to do a test drive. Yeah, yeah, we'll need to do a drive on it and see see where you know exactly where the noise is coming from, what kind of noise it is, and things like that. And of course, when we do the oil change too, we'll have it in the air. Sometimes they'll have some play in the bearing, things along those lines that we look for. But there can be noise and no play. So it, yeah, there's a lot of things that we'll just have to look for when we've got it up in the air. Could be too. Yeah. yeah. Suspensions kind of get complicated. Like I said, I get a little bit of clunk at uh, slow speeds in in parking lots. Sure. Uh, and I had that on my port too. Um, can you give me a, 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 a preview on sticker shock price? <laughs> you know, 
all the bearings are different and you've, I mean, not that you've got a rare car, but your car isn't real popular. Um, it's, you know, I would say probably between four and 600 ish, somewhere along in there on, on a wheel bearing. Uh, That's a lot. That's one third the alternator. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They don't Um, bury those as deep. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, good. Um, yeah. In the meanwhile, though, I mean, it's probably wearing tires on that wheel, isn't it? Usually not. Yeah. Usually there's not much wear there. Oh, really? Okay. Well, yeah, that one I had on there was completely bald and I thought, well, you know, when I buy a new one and they, they put a, the older, still good one on the front, I would, uh, get rid of that noise, but I still got, it's not as bad, but it's still there. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll look at it and figure it out. Sure. Um, yeah, on your topic of the day, I think, um, I mean, I never had to have it because we had uh, we had good parents, and they taught us how to drive. But I think uh, mandatory uh, school drive or school ed driving, you know, in mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still do that or not. It's not mandatory. It's, they don't even it's suggested, but they don't not even in school. offer it in school. Yeah, no, you have to do it outside of Right, the, it's yes, outside yes. of school. Yeah, it's not in the public school. And it is not it is not mandatory. Yeah. I, I would make it mandatory. Just like uh, maybe, I don't know, mandatory economics. Uh, that yeah. I would be for. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, and we even had in uh, junior high mandatory... Uh, um, Got it. Home, e- home economics or something. Cook you know? for yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for the boys, for the guys and the gals. Sure. Uh, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's that's about it. Uh, and enforce the laws. You know, there's plenty of laws already on the books. Yes, there is. Just Local enforce the ones we federal. have. To your point. Good. Good. Yes. That's yes. Mm-hmm. Agree with you on that one. Okay. Well, that's about all I have then. You're awesome, Perry. Thank well, you as sounds always. Great. Thanks, Appreciate Perry. you very Thank much. You. We'll Have a great again. rest of your we'll day, Perry. Fred in Wyoming, Thanks. you're next. Go ahead, Fred. Hey, you know, your last caller really stole my thunder. Uh, he and I are like-minded. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, we had to take mandatory driver's ed, which included textbook classroom instruction, yeah. as yeah. well as hands-on instruction driving. And, uh, you know, we lived out in the middle of nowhere on an island, so we had to take a ferry across to be able to drive on an interstate. Uh, but we all did it. And it was your sophomore year of high school. Yeah. Everybody did it, and that's just the way it was. And, uh, you know, if we're going to teach home economics, please, dear God, can we teach etiquette, too? No, oh, thank for you. Sake. We don't do that anymore, either. <laughs> right. Manners, you mean? Can we teach manners? Mandatory. All right. Wow. Hey, fellas, one other thing I wanted to ask, is there a site that you know of uh, where any consumer agency or, or, or maybe somebody like Car and Driver or something like that, Road and Track, has compared additives to each other? Uh, you know, a thousand people driving with additive X in their tank, and a thousand people not. And if their mileage was different, if their not that I know of clarity was different. Not that I know like of. That. No, no. Yeah. Some I mean, of the some of the companies like you know BG or Lucas or whatever they've done some of their own internal testing, but I don't know of any independent quote unquote you know labs that right. you know there's some guys on the internet that have done some different things, kind of like you know Bob the oil guy that cuts apart oil filters and does things right. like that. You know, there's some individual type things, Fred, but I don't know of any large study along those lines. No, it would be really I mean, hard I, to I, do I really something think... like that. I think 
Well, mainly but, because I mean, everybody drives so differently and so many different cars. I mean, you'd have, to control that, you'd have to be in a yeah. particular area with very, very similar cars and engines and driving and, patterns and so on. Right. It's probably why it hasn't been done. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of the, the copper magnets, you know, you can buy on TV. The first thing is copper's a noble metal, not ferrous, therefore it can't be a permanent magnet. But people buy these things and wear them, and they, they think they're doing themselves some yeah. good. It it's ain't. Like people buy a lot of stuff and pour it in whatever orifice on the engine they say to pour it in yeah. and and i guess they feel better about it whether they know that anything a lot of it is 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 a fred is that's the same reason why people are buying these little plug-in devices that go in the aldl connector that are about 40 bucks that supposedly quote unquote increase your mileage none of which is true it's got a little circuit board that makes a light come on and off and that's about all it is fred i've seen them cut apart but yet they still buy them. it's got a flashing led I mean, it must be doing just, something I, I look at some of this you stuff know? at times fred and just shake my head <laughs> As, as we always used to say in the Marine Corps, the appearance of activity does not connote the progress or the accomplishment of anything. Very That's true. a very good but saying. Yet, yeah. you know, yet there's still people out there that will invest their hard-earned money in those things on a regular basis. You know, the tablets in the gas tank that were going to supposedly, you know, aerate the gas and, you know, make it more powerful and give you more fuel economy and blah, blah, blah. None of which was true. Realign the fuel molecules. Ah, it's just so stupid. I just can't believe people buy into that stuff. Yeah. But they do. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we are a gullible lot. And a fool and his money are quickly parted. Well, you are you know. right. Well, and, you know, like with the BG products, sorry. I'm good. No, go ahead. Um, with the BG products, you know, they come out and they do demos on, you know, on certain friction devices and things like that and where i mean we see and they bore scope it fred you know so bg will do is they'll do like the epr and they'll they'll uh you know do a a top engine clean and they'll bore scope everything prior and then they'll bore scope it after and you can literally see the difference and and it's really plain as day but you know but again I, i can tell you firsthand i mean i grew up around bg products and i'm not exaggerating from the time i can remember three four years of age i can remember my dad coming home with you know bg pens in his pocket or a jacket or whatever the case and literally i've been around it since the you know mid 60s so they are not some fly-by-night additive company that just all of a sudden decided they were on a whim going to do something these guys really do understand the core of what they do and have been doing this for a very very long time yeah and so it might be an, an interesting test is have your drivers call in and volunteer. People that were willing on 1 January 2024 to start putting X in their crankcase mm, or Y in their idea. fuel tank. And on the end, on December 31st, the test is over, and they can all send in the spreadsheet that you'll email them to fill out. Uh, and then it can be culminated and, and determine, okay, uh, for this guy, this did better. Uh, Waxahachie fills snake oil uh, (laughs) obviously is not going to rule the roost probably but uh, it'd be it would be interesting to have your readers do that or listeners listeners. yeah 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 well one thing personal that i did so on my gdi uh four-cylinder so i put a borescope down it before i did anything i looked around all the carbon things along those lines so i looked at the injector i could see there should be six like that top of the piston had us you know some carbon built up on it stuff like that uh we did run the gdi service i bore scoped it about and with 44k and all that stuff after doing that and two weeks later after the system at all and the oil change too with the uh epr and moa look doing that bore scope again i could see all six pentals and I could see the spray pattern across the top of the piston. I could see through the carbon um, where the spray pattern of the injector sprayed. So I could see a bare piston 
there. So I know that works, um, but other products I have not done that with. So, Well, it just would be interesting. Yeah. You know, it would be anecdotal because there would be very few controls True. Uh, yeah. with your listening audience. But they could say, you know, they followed the instructions yeah. of uh, Great you idea. Know, Freddy's yeah. Rocket Fuel Additive uh, for a year. Great and idea. Not, yeah. When, you know, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, yeah. no, it's great idea. Anything. Yeah. I'll let you go, Fred. I'll, I'll let you go. Appreciate that. No, not a bad idea. We can we, we can work on that. See what we can come up with along those lines. Myself again, Ken Rackley. We'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Geno's Auto Service is celebrating forty years in business with an air conditioning recharge special. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior, but refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant and cleans it. Then we put the clean refrigerant back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. Geno's is a Colorado family-owned business and proud to serve families in Littleton for 40 years. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000 miles peace of mind warranty. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic, altercations, and accidents, so put this number into your phone. 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. 
Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us, by the way. We appreciate it very much. Uh, line, one line open, 303-477-5600. Dan in Colorado Springs, you're next. Hi, John. Hey, I've got a, um, a 2002 Ford Escape. Okay. A v, V6, 195,000 miles on it. Okay. Had it, since it, had it since it was new. Original engine in it. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a two-wheel drive, not a four-wheel, kind of unusual, but two-wheel drive, okay? Front, you know, front-wheel front drive. Front-wheel drive, yep, drive. sure. Yep, that was actually, um, they're fairly common that way, um, a lot of them around. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, three months ago, um, check engine light came on, went to one, in, not to Napa, but another one of the auto store, stores, and he put a reader on it and said it's, I believe he calls it, do we call it the EPR valve? EGR. EGR, uh-huh. EGR, EGR valve. Uh-huh. Bought one, from, bought one from it like fifty-five dollars. Okay. Uh, put put it on it, and he told me when you put it on. He was a nice guy. He said disconnect your battery for about three hours. So I guess to let the computer reset. Uh-huh. I did that and I drove it for about oh two hundred miles, and the light came back on. Okay. Um, went back to him because uh, he said if. You know, he said, if it doesn't work, come back and see me. I came back to see him. He put the, the the meter on it again and said, yeah, it's the same thing. He said, I'll either give you your money back or give you another EPR valve. Take your choice. Okay. But then he did say, but then he said, he said, you know, he said, to be honest with you, he said, you're going to pay twice the price. But he said, go to Ford and get a factory. He said, because some of these, you know, you know, one size fits all. Sometimes he said the factory one it's did agree that. With Given it's a 2002, I would. I'm not trying to argue with him, but he's wrong. Sure. Yeah. On a 2002, okay. he, even the Ford part is getting old enough that it's not going to be the exact match that it was back in 2002. So even that's not the, not even. And that's probably been discontinued for 10. That's years. That's exactly right. So point, he's so. he is not accurate in that right. at all, Dan. Sorry. More than oh, okay. more okay. than more than likely, what you're what you're experiencing is, it's not so much. Well, and this is a possibility. So, the way those systems work, they use an electronic control, controlled by the computer, to open and close those. The valve itself. So basically, it's sensing no flow. So if that if that uh, I can't think of the name of it, but the EGR control valve basically is what it is. The electronic the part, solenoid, it. yeah. If that's not working, that will give the same code. If the tube from the intake manifold to the exhaust is restricted, which does can. happen, yep. uh, that same can thing. cause the same thing, low flow. So There's several um, things well, there that could yeah. be a factor here, Dan, yeah. is the well, point. Let me, okay, let yeah. me finish. I'm done with okay. the story yet. Okay. So, so I said, just give me my money back. I went to Ford, and I paid like $90 for one. Okay. 
and put it on, same drill, disconnect the battery like overnight, yep. you know, put the new one on, yep. and I'm sure I got it all wired, you know, back right, the sure. wiring and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, put the battery, you know, but drove it, check engine lights off, drove it for this time only about 100 miles, and you know what happened? Back on. Came back like, on. Yep, yep. light came back yep. on. Yeah, so yeah. that's where I'm at now. Yeah, and yeah. again, kind of goes back to what we were saying a moment ago. I just I doubt very seriously if it's the valve itself. I'm right. I'm more more apt to say what. Well, not I agree with Ken. Ken's, yeah. Ken's exactly right. There's probably something else there that's causing the issue. Either that tube is blocked, or you know, here's the other thing that can happen, Dan, as well is even the wiring to and from. If it's not sensing the exact uh, voltage and and in, 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 you know, inputs coming back to it. I guess what I'm trying to say, I'm trying to do this as, as elementary sure. as I can, but if it's not sensing sure. everything correctly, light will yeah. also come on. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is that a, so, okay, what can I, I mean, can I take, wiggle the wires a little bit more? No, no. In, in Car Springs, you need to go to somebody. I've got somebody that it's not a sponsor, but I can send you to somebody down there that can, help you with that in a way that is like what Ken's talking about. Yeah. They can go through, diagnose it properly, and find out what the scoop is. Yeah. Who, who is that? If you send me an email, I'll tell you. I don't want to – again, I'm not going to advertise for them because they're not an advertiser, oh, okay. but I can send you someplace. I can do it. Okay, that- so send me an email. I'll send you to somebody that can help you down there. Um, and, and tell them they need to advertise because I send them all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Do you have any other mechanics down here? I do not. I only have one guy that I even know that I'd even send you to. Well, well, that's um, okay. One other question back to the fourth. Um, and and when I was leaving, and, or, and by the way, park- Dan, I'm, and I'm, a lot of guys will do this. You can drive up to Extreme and Parker. It's not a long drive from Colorado Springs, and Sean will take care of you. That's the other option you've got. Okay, a guy out in uh, a mechanic or something in the lot said, "You know, if that doesn't work." He said, we live in the springs. Uh, he said, it's a 95% that it's a pollution thing, that something in the... He said, just drive it and forget it. I mean, it is something that is not going it's, to... It's, it's, it's not going to leave you stranded, but yeah. I can't stand having lights on. Right. That's me. Yeah. I want it yeah, fixed. I'm I mean, that guy. It, <laughs> I mean, I know you don't have the car there, but it is probably, quite probably, an emissions issue. Oh, oh it most it, definitely is. Yeah, that's, that's the only reason is. that's on that's that That's all car. that does. Yeah, exactly. It okay, helps I mean, one cylinder... One cylinder's not missing. Oh, no, or, no, no, huh? yeah. no, no, no. That's all, that's that, all emissions control. That doesn't affect your reliability yeah. whatsoever. Zero. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I'll try to, I will send you an email. Okay. Love Do that and I'll send you somewhere. Tom and Elizabeth, you're next. Go ahead, Tom. Hey, how are you, John? Good, sir. Good. I'm getting new brakes and rotors put all the way around, and I'm looking online and I can't get a concise answer. Do I need to break those in a certain way so that they don't glaze or get warped what are you driving tom let's start there it's a 2009 lexus es 350 with ninety-five thousand miles on it yeah i would there i would just go. do normal driving on that um you yeah, shouldn't prob- have to do anything extra. yeah probably just avoid any hard stopping for the first you know 50 miles or ever 10 miles even i mean it's yeah just avoid hard stopping just do your normal roll, drive it normal roll. yep exactly and i mean if you do all hard stops then it's, they're they just yeah they break in a little bit easier if you just break them in more you know just gradual stopping normal driving like that yep okay so and, you know back in the day you used to have to take the car out drive it really hard break it really hard get those nice and warmed up and broke in we don't have to do that anymore with right. the new pads we have. So even if you read some of that on the Internet, that is of 
really a yesteryear, if you would, yeah. that we haven't done that in 15 years, Tom. So if you yeah. read anything on the internet, that's just old stuff. Yeah, once the ceramic came in, it, yeah. yeah it's and and, and by the way, there's enough old stuff around on the internet where you may see somebody out there talking about that, yeah. but just look at the date of the post or whatever it is, yeah. and you're going to find that being very old because we don't need to do that any longer. Yeah. There's really no break in anymore. Right. Quote unquote. Okay, perfect. Okay. Well, thanks, and I enjoyed the show, and uh, you guys are doing a great Thank job. You, Thank you, Tom. Appreciate you very much. Thank okay, you. hang tight. we got lines open, 303-477-5600. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Kins and Leslie, distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we're going to talk about the driveline components in your car specifically the fluids in the driveline components of your car. Manufacturer recommendations for maintenance on these fluids vary significantly according to the year, make, model, and most importantly, the driving conditions. Most manufacturers list severe driving conditions as mountain driving, stop-and-go traffic, cold weather driving, hot weather driving, or towing and hauling loads. By my count, I've experienced all of these conditions just this week. So, how do you know when to service the fluids in your transfer case or differential? Our recommendation is to replace any fluid before the fluid has reached a point of failure. For driveline components, we recommend a 30,000 mile interval with our gear oils and limited slip additives. Many gear oils will show significant signs of sheer breakdown and oxidation well in advance of 30,000 miles and should be serviced prior to the point of failure in order to protect your driveline components. So, to ensure that your mountain driver, toy hauler, or traffic sitter stays trouble-free and fun to drive, replace your gear oils with a high-quality gear oil every 30,000 miles and take full advantage of all the great outdoors of our wonderful state. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Leuenberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. 
It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it very much. And we've got, I think, Kay is next. Kay, welcome. Go ahead. Hey, John, it's me, Kay. How are you? I'm great. Nice to hear from you. Hey, listen. Uh, yeah, I text you. I don't call much, but I try to listen to all your programs. Well, thank you. Uh, you, you guys are talking about classes uh, people should take in high school. Yes. Um. Now, remember, and I'm older than you are, so it used to be where girls could not take shop and boys did not take home ec. That is true. You're correct. They should, yep, yep. And shop, everybody should take it, home ec. And they should take automotive and mechanical, which I think possibly combined are different, but automotive would be how to do something on your car change a tire or whatever. It yep. could be half a semester. And then the other semester would be, you know, teach the kids how to work on a lawnmower, something like that that oh. would give them yeah. insight yeah. on how to work. Good. You're, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I, you know, I, I think, yeah. Kay, in one other one, and somebody mentioned this earlier as well, the financial aspect. We don't teach kids how to balance a checkbook. Granted, you don't use a checkbook much anymore unless you're in business, and then you still do. But, you know, even just basic finances, though, as to – how things work, what's a credit, what's a debit, you know, how does a financial institution do things when you see a credit or a debit on your account, what does that really mean? I mean, there's basic things. To your point, it doesn't have to be all year long. Take a semester and do, you know, over the course of a junior and senior year, you could put four different classes together, you know, one a semester, and, and have all these basic things you're talking about, K handled. And as far as I'm concerned, that should be mandatory coast to coast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My daughter had a class. They were in Round Rock, Texas, and they paired them up as couples, and they had to figure out a budget, yep. yeah. pay for houses, buy yep. one, mm-hmm. all that. that well, there's really a program, for those of you listening that have kids, there is a, I've got to remember what the name of, of the program is. There's a program, Kay, that a lot of folks can be involved in, and you can send your kid. I'll, I'll have to ask my, my son, because he did it, and he did it in about eighth or ninth grade, and they did exactly, you know, they had to pair up, act like they were husband and wife, they had a budget, there were yep. certain things they had to do, and yeah, if they right. were going to buy a house, you know, yeah. here's what they had to work through, and so on. Great, great, great program, by the way, Kay. Yeah, my kids had well, Fabulous. Yeah. And it's, it was an elective kind of a thing, you had to sign up for it, but very well worth it. Yeah. You ought to figure that out and see if you can put that on your side. You know what? I will, I will do that. I'll, I'll ask my son, he'll re- or I'll may- maybe remember by the time I even get home. Uh, a great program, and I believe they're still doing it. It's a great program. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, thank I'll do you that. I'll work on that. That's a great idea, Kay, because if people knew they could send their kids there, uh, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, why would you not? Right. It gives them the skills they need to go on. That's you know, right. Can you imagine going out? Yeah. Well, oh, so, right. so well, really quick, somebody else said K, and also how to push the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Not just a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> Not just work on it, but how do you push it? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> When it's yeah, <laughs> it's good. What not to hit? <laughs> uh, well, K, I love you. By the way, thank you very much. 
I, I appreciate yeah. that. That's that's actually pretty funny. Well, and just good. you know, just some mechanical exposure. Yes. You know, I mean, how to hammer a nail. You know, how to run a screw into a board. Well, how, to, you know, you how know, about this, Ken? Even when do you pre-drill? A nail hole versus just pounding the nail in. Right, I mean, exactly. Basic things like that where, you know, young kids should know, okay, wait a minute, if I push a nail through this type of wood at this particular spot, I'm going to crack it. I right. need to pre-drill this to make sure. Exactly. You know, there's all sorts yeah. of little things that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Teach them. Yeah, I mean – well, and you can't teach common sense. No, but you, can't. you know, but, but you can teach basic skills, right? Exactly. You know what not to do, right? You know how to do it right, that's right. and things like that's that. That's right. That this is going to be stuff you will experience your whole lifetime. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Bill and Carter Springs, you're next. Go ahead, Bill. Yes, um, dealing with a 1960 uh, Rambler American that I just uh, finished restoring mostly. It's drivable anyway. Uh, Congratulations, question, by the way. Good job. Thank you. Okay, well, I'm a Rambler guy. This is my fourth <laughs> Rambler. Okay. Um, yeah, going down the boulevard, uh, it, it generally, everything is great. And then it starts to jerk a little bit as though it's cutting out. Uh, it, it, it cuts out a little bit, and then it goes back, and it cuts out a little bit, goes out, goes back, and then everything's fine for a while, you know. And I, I don't know... It's got a new uh, fuel pump on it. Um, I don't know if after it gets warm, the coil is intermittent or what. I I really don't know where to start on it or how to analyze it, you know, because if I take it in a shop, probably I think I say, well, it's running fine, you know. So, uh, yeah, it just it, it jerks because it's cutting out. Now, is that fuel? It's more acting like perhaps ignition than it is fuel but um i don't know okay. i just thought i'd pick your brain well this was taught to me by my dad and um first i was going to be you know, i was going to say well put the scanner on it and as you're driving down the road when it starts doing that hit the record button but probably not going to be able to do that <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah really so this was taught to me by my dad he was an engineer um it's got an individual coil wire on it? Yes, it does. Okay, so this might uh, work. Which, to, which wire are you talking about? The one that goes to the distributor? From the coil to the about? distributor, yeah. Yeah, that can be a problem sometimes, I guess. Well, uh, well, so does it have an AM radio? Yes, it does. Okay, and does it work? Yes, it does. Okay, good, all right. So take a wire, just an insulated wire, wrap around the coil wire so leave everything intact wrap that wire around the coil wire and then wrap it over to the antenna the radio antenna and wrap it around that you know just coil it around you're you're not you're not tapping into anything or anything like that you're just making an an inductive pickup basically is what you're doing okay okay run it over to the antenna do the same thing around the antenna and take it for a drive with the radio on and um, I think at the lower frequency, if I remember right, so about our frequency okay. here, uh, yeah. and take it for a drive, but off station, or, well, I guess you probably wouldn't even have to. So and when it starts acting up, does it start popping? If, if you start hearing a popping noise through the radio, it would indicate a, uh, you know, a, an ignition problem. 
Well, now keep in mind one thing that uh, the radio back then, the radio was not uh, connected um, through the ignition switch. In other words, you could sit with a car completely off and listen to the radio. Oh, and that's fine. Yeah, no, it Does basically that make a difference? when the igni- if the ignition starts messing up, it will it will send it'll amplitude. Radio, yeah, huh? it'll exactly. It, the amplitude really? will pop through the radio. Yeah. Okay. So if, I wrap the wire uh, a piece of wire around the that uh, that ignition wire and then yeah. run it over to the uh, antenna. Yeah. Okay. I mean, do I have to do just the antenna wire? Or do I have to run a wire as far as the antenna is concerned uh, outside the car? Just just the antenna wire, I would assume. Yeah. Well, no, because that's shielded, so you have to go on the antenna yeah, it itself. Is yeah. So you okay, go yeah. on the antenna okay. itself. So you'll be outside okay. the hood, and yeah, I mean. It, yeah, it, it, and that is maybe a way you can find out if it starts acting up and you don't hear any noises popping through the radio, you know, you don't hear any disruption there, then more than likely it's fuel. Interesting. Okay. Well, so I say the, the fuel lines are clean, the tank is clean, uh, and, uh, that fuel pump is brand new. Yeah. But, uh, so. You know, so it could be a coil starting to I fail. Mean, it yeah, it, it could be a condenser. Kick out more than two, one second or two seconds is the most it kicks out. You know. Yeah, I mean, if, but it scares you because you think, oh, I'm out of gas. Well, no, I've got, I got plenty of gas. Yeah, right. Yeah, more than likely, if it's that quick, it is an ignition problem. You could be looking at a, Sounds you like know, it. something in the distributor or something. You know, coil wise, hard to say. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll play with it a little bit. But uh, yeah, it it kind of scared me in that I I thought well it's going to quit altogether, but it it didn't. It just good out a little bit and then back in again. Good. So, anyway, right. okay, we'll All play right. with it a little bit. Then. All right, Bill, appreciate right, you very much. Okay. No, have a great one. We've got lines open three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. Don't forget the text line three zero seven two hundred eighty two twenty two. Next week we'll be at the Napa Parts Store, brand new store, grand opening eighty two thirty seven South Holly. I'm sure we'll have some great deals and discounts and so on so we'll start mentioning that as we get a little closer and i know what some of those are but be sure to come by next week and say hi especially if you're down the south end of town as well myself ken rackley we'll be right back drive radio klz 560 no one likes to be that person you know the one stuck on the side of the road busted tire making everyone slow down to get around them with legacy automotive's new tire sales you don't have to be that person ever here in our colorado climate You might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy. And make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555. Or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair.
Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Lines open, by the way, 303-477-5600, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Mickey and Aurora is next. Go ahead, Mickey. Yeah, I got the question of the day. Everybody should have insurance. Yeah. 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 Good luck. Right. I mean, Arizona, yeah. Arizona does this because they've got, a, you know, they've got a registry system whereby if you all of a sudden have insurance that lapses, it goes right up, and they know immediately by running your license plate whether or not you have insurance or not. And, and again, I don't like Big Brother, Mickey, but I'm also tired of having to have insurance for things that I shouldn't, uninsured motorist, et cetera. You know, we're all paying for those folks that don't have it. So in that particular case, I'm with Arizona. Yeah, I'd be okay with that here. Yeah, New York does the same thing. They come and grab your plates if you don't. Yeah, and you know what? I, again, I'm not a big brother guy, but I'm paying my way. You are. Ken is. The rest of us in this room are. Why can't everybody else? Revoke the registration without insurance. Yeah. You know, I, I doubt if you'll get that passed here in Colorado because of who we have running the state, but I'd be for that one, Mickey. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you know, the DMV does have a record of that already. They, when they, you get your renewal, it either says... Provide proof of insurance if you don't have insurance on the car. Yeah, but they I don't think in this state the insurance company tells them you've dropped it. No. In this state, you can get it for a month, uh, uh, drop it, and no one knows the difference. A week, yeah. No, 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 no. When you get your license, when you get your registration renewal card, uh-huh. you know, it says provide, you know, needs and emissions. The other 
the other line, if you don't have insurance on it, is provide proof of insurance. Now, if you've had insurance continuously through the year, that line isn't on there. So they do know. Then we should be doing something else in addition to that. Yeah. Like providing that information to local yes. agencies. Yes. We should do what Arizona does as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, because New York State, what they did there was if you had an injured officer or somebody that had to be light duty, you'd send them on Roundup where they go. They would go and pull the plates off the car when they could, when they found it. And then you had to make sure you had insurance for a year, pay the back pay, and then pay to get your plates back, which provided the income for the cop. Right. There you go. Right. Makes sense. Yep. So, yeah, if they had that here, the little Ricky racers wouldn't be racing around. Yeah, no, you're right. No, you're exactly right, Mickey. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Uh, next up, the, they had a plan <clears throat> on doing all the fix-ups you were talking about in shop. It's, it was called being raised on a farm. <laughs> right. Good one. If you don't do it, it's not getting done. Yeah, or in my case, a dealership. Either way, it got you where you needed to go. Yeah. It's, uh... And number three, the guy with the, with the uh, Rambler. Yes. Sounds like he's got a – he just said he got a brand-new fuel pump. Didn't say why he put on a brand-new fuel pump. Could be he's got a – accelerator pump that's a little bit out of whack or his carbs not adjusted lean enough and with the idle up enough so he's got a bog when he presses the accelerator pedal and that would that's what it sounds like to me yep could be yeah hard to say yeah i mean could be yeah so many pressure regulator on that might be good without being you know without being in front of it or feeling it. Or, yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Who knows? Carburetor, who knows, yeah. Well, if, he, if he's trying to go faster and he's pushing on the pedal and then it stumbles, a lot of times it's the accelerator pump. Yep. So, old carb guy. Yep, exactly. Yeah, hard, again, hard to say, Mickey. Yeah, yep. You could be right. I don't know. Not there. I've had I can't, can't hear it, can't drive it. I don't know. Yeah. What? Okay, thanks, guys. No, All you're right. welcome. Thanks, Appreciate Mickey. you very much. Yep, no, that's it's 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 hard to well, do yeah. some of those over the phone. Gary, you're up. Go ahead, sir. Hey, John. I've got a question on uh, what, your opinion on the 6.6 gasser on the Chevy Silverado 2500 HDs. Uh, say, say that again. You, your, my opinion of the 6-liter gas versus a 6.6 Duramax? Yeah, I just wondered, did you, do you know much about I've heard there's the oil consumption problems and stuff with that gas engine. On the 6 liters? 6.6. Six, six. Or on the 6.6 six, six gas? 6.6 yeah. six, six gas. I, six, I don't know gas, much on yeah. the 6.6 six, six gas. I don't know that I've even seen one in person yet. I haven't. Oh, okay. I've not seen one, so I can't answer that one. I don't. To my knowledge, there's not that many of them even around. Yeah. Right. They're, well, they're putting them in the, 20, the, the 24s, and I guess they, they came out back a couple of years ago. I, I'm still just, I'm sorry, I'll say it. I'm still trying to figure out who's the market for these high-horsepower, gas-guzzling V8s when you could go buy a diesel in the same truck. I'm trying to figure out who's buying these. You know, Ford's got their big monster V8 as well. I'm trying to figure out who buys these. Why would you just not just buy a diesel and be done with it? Right, and they, and then when they want you to you know to put mid grade in it anyways, and yeah, yeah and again, then, uh, again, I'm really trying to figure out who the factory's going after in this particular realm because to me it. 
I'm sorry. This, to me, is a waste of effort. I'm sorry. I, I know that a lot of people are going to be rubbed the wrong way because they'll buy the high, you know, the high horsepower, big V8s to put in those three-quarter ton, one-ton trucks. I'm, but I'm not that guy. Sorry. I just don't understand it. Okay. Well, that's, that gives me that, – that tells me – I mean, that's good. I, uh, I mean, I know there's a segment of the population that probably are just, you know – anti-diesel maybe they feel like they don't drive the truck enough so let's just buy a high horsepower big v8 instead but in our world here in colorado with the with the mountain passes and our elevation and so on to me that would be the worthless truck to ever own in my opinion okay just me talking again i'm gonna have people call and probably argue and get nasty you know text messages because they said that you know maybe if you lived in you know, the East Coast or, you know, Florida or you're hauling a fifth wheel and, you know, you don't need a diesel truck and maybe you're going to buy one of the big gas engine trucks. Maybe that's the market, but I just don't see that being the market up here at all. Right, right. Yeah, and I'm sure it's high high fuel consumption on those things. Oh, I'm guessing you're eight, nine, ten miles to the gallon at best when you're hauling yeah. something. I Again, Gary, I, I just – I. I just don't see who's buying those. And I have not looked at any of the numbers to see what their sales are actually like. Um, and I can't remember what Ford calls there. Uh, they've got a name for their big V8. Um, I, I can't remember what the name of it is now. But, I, again, I'm just, I'm just not I, – I don't know that much about them because I'm not a fan, I guess. Godzilla. Yeah, they yeah. call it the Godzilla. Ford calls theirs the Godzilla. 7.3-liter well, right, yeah. V8. I, to me, that just seems like a waste. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, all right. Well, I love your show. Let's you bet. No, appreciate show. you, Gary. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I wish I could answer that one better and give you better answers than that. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy it anyways. I'd buy a diesel. Yeah, that's just me. I'm that guy. You know, I, I mean, maybe in cold climates, you know, where the diesel and the DEF are more of an issue. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'd like. Just... I, I will see if I can't figure out maybe what the actual sales numbers are, but I've got to believe it's fairly small. And by the way, these are not, uh, the these are not cheap upgrades either. So if, for the, for what they're getting for some of these big V8s, you could go ahead and just. Buy the diesel, the diesel and another be done with it. Grand so, yeah, and, yeah. And be Gary in Denver, you're next. Go ahead. Oh, hi, John. Thanks for taking my call. You're very welcome. Uh, I've got a 2015 Kia Forte, and I'd like to buy four um, tires for this winter. Um, that would do okay up in the mountains, and I'd like to buy tires that I don't need to switch out in the summer that I could drive okay. all year round. So, so good all season. Can I buy, uh, that's what I was going to ask. I shouldn't get snow tires. No, buy a good. If you want, if you don't want to switch them out, just buy a good all season. Yeah. Okay, they'll know what I say. When that's I right. Say I just want. And 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 that's one of those Gary where I do believe there is a big difference between a low quality tire and a high quality tire. You know, do a little bit of research even online prior. Uh, but buy a good quality all season tire. You're you're going to spend a little bit more money than some of the other kind of generic slash off brands, but it's well worth it. You'll get more mileage out have, of the tire. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations for a particular shop in Denver or a particular brand that I should look at? North Denver, South Denver. Where are you at? I'm in Central. Central. Uh, no, I mean, Extreme is doing tires, and they'll sell them to you at their cost, and they'll do all the different brands. They do Goodyear, Cooper, Michelin, all of that. They can pretty much do whatever. you got to go to Parker, though. Okay, so Goodyear, Michelin, what was the other one? They do Cooper, Goodyear, Michelin, pretty much any brand you want, Gary, they can do. 
They're a Cooper dealer, okay. though, and Cooper's and Cooper's a great tire. No, I'm, I'm, I won't knock their stuff at all. They make good tires. All right, that's uh, Parker's not too far. To no, if you can go to Parker, talk to Sean down there. He'll take good care of you. All right, appreciate. Okay, Gary, appreciate you very much. You're not doing tires, are no. you? I didn't think so. So no. that's why. I, Go right. down there. Yeah, Otherwise, I'd send exactly. them to you. So, yeah. Guys, we're going to come right back. We've got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. Don't forget, next week, if you want to stop by and say hi, we'll be at the new Napa store, grand opening, 8237 South Holly in Centennial. Of course, I'll give you that address once we get online or on air next week as well. We'll do all, you know, both shows, all shows that day. So Fix It Radio and Drive Radio will be there four hours. So come by and say hi, but we'll be out there next week. Otherwise, one more hour coming your way. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.